maybe nothing extraordinary happened that day except I gave up on life. Was a day where I decided that that day I was, that was it, that was, that was gonna be the last day. I'm doing everything right, everything. You know, I was literally the good girl. And then I decided that's it. So living with boldness is a lifestyle. Living with boldness is a community. Living with boldness is a, is a place where we collect stories. A warrior lives with boldness. Where boldness means you keep on going even when you are afraid. Success for me is who I am without my accomplishments. Ask yourself the question, who are you without all your accomplishments? Hey guys, and welcome to the I Love Success podcast. Before we get started, I just want to say thank you so much for being here with us, holding space with us, that you have decided to really go after your dreams. I'm super blessed, super grateful. We have listeners now from 40, 50 countries all over the world, which is so cool that you spend an hour with me and my amazing guests every week to learn to improve your life. And one thing that I, I, I want to ask you to do is to connect with me somehow. Either reach out to me on email, info at ilsuccess.com or on Instagram at Peter Jumrukowski because I want to know what you're working on, what you're struggling with, what your big fat goals are and how I can help. So please uh, reach out and thanks again for being here. Right now we're doing this for you. So yeah, enjoy. I'm so happy to sit down with an amazing woman coming all the way from Vienna, Austria to share her journey as a human being and warrior of life. Gia Helena has dedicated her life to helping others excel and live a life of boldness. Her job consists of helping individuals tap into who they are, what they want, their many strengths, maximize their actions, and ultimately become a witness of how they reach the life of their dreams. So without further ado, let's welcome Gia Helena. Thank you, Peter. Very happy yeah. to be here with you and your listeners. Awesome. Yeah, me too. You know, uh, one thing that I, I'm curious, uh, if, you, if you're stranded on a desert island and you can only listen to one song <laughs> for the rest of your life, which song is that? Smile, for sure. Smile? Yeah, smile. Who sings that? I gotta hear that. Um, I think it was Chaplin, wasn't it? Like, smile though your heart is aching. Smile even though it's breaking. When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by. Have you heard it? No, I haven't, <laughs> no? but now. I, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> It is good. I love yeah. it. That one and, of course, Somewhere. Yes, some, somewhere Over the Rainbow. You can only choose one. Come on. Oh, okay. Then that Smile, the for sure. <laughs> and you can only eat one thing for the rest of your life. What, what is that? Avocados. Avocados? Yeah. So you're going to listen to Smile. Yes. And well, I eat, eat avocados. avocados. Perfect. And you can only... Uh, you can only choose uh, to either uh, shower your hair or your feet for the rest of your life. What do you choose? My feet. Your feet. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll get some rest. <laughs> <laughs> some dreadlocks. That's awesome. Uh, Gia, we're here today to have some fun, but also share open-heartedly. So I want to go, I want to start by going deep. And uh, I want to ask you a question that 
I'm still working on and I think it's might be tough but I'm gonna go there anyway so what was the worst day of your life and how did it change you as a human being I think I've had not too many but a few that have changed me from the top of my head Maybe nothing extraordinary happened that day except I gave up on life. Was a day where I decided that that day I was that was it. That was that was going to be the last day. And clearly, you know, was not. Yeah. But that that day kind of defined the standard to which if I was going to continue living, it had to be on my terms. There was no other way. No other way. And, um, and it happened, I think it was, it was more or less like a, like a compilation of many little things, just as life is, you know, it's just compilation of many little things great things and then also maybe not some other some so great things and then that day uh was what about 15 years ago I would no yeah about 15 years ago um yeah 15 years ago I decided that yeah I was so angry and I decided that I had to change my life completely there was no other way why were you angry? You know, I had been up to that point what I would consider an excellent human being with an impeccable report card. <laughs> you know, you did everything right. You did what was expected of you. You pleased everybody. You, you, grow, you grow up as a child. You make all your parents happy. You study. You, you, make, um, you make of yourself a good citizen, a good student, a good friend. Then you grow up and then you realize that you want to start covering up for some situations. In my case, I, I was in university one day and, and then I couldn't sleep at night for the next eight days, I'm telling you very little and it was horrific because I was so afraid to go to sleep as I was having the worst nightmares out of the blue completely out of the blue I was I was 19 and then I was at that stage studying psychology and of course that career on its own and by itself it it moves you it it makes you reflect it makes you really want to go deep and and I couldn't sleep. One of my professors saw me and he's like, what's going on with you, Gia? I was messed up. I tell you, I just looked, <laughs> I just looked awful. I was exhausted. I was cranky. An I was eight, not there. Eight day bad hair day. It was, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it was terrible. And I was really there just because I had not been able to go the previous days. And I had an ultimatum that I had to go back. Otherwise I was gonna lose that, that topic in that semester. And, um, then he saw me and he's like, what's going on? And I told him, I'm having the worst nightmares. And then he's like, 
I needed to survive the next two weeks. It was like a summer class. Yeah. I needed to survive the next two weeks. And after those two weeks, um, I won't be your professor anymore. And I would like to help you. And I survived those next two weeks. And, um, and then we started working together. Uh, he was working s specifically with uh, uh, hypnosis, um, like this Ericksonian uh, type of, of uh, in inducive um, hypnosis, voluntary hypnosis. And, um, and then what I realized uh, that all my dreams were, were, were messing me up because I didn't know the difference between being awake and being sleeping. Uh, they were dreams about me uh, being molested or 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 being abandoned or um, just just horrible things. Um, and then, as we went through in this in the, in in these sessions, I realized they were not dreams; they were memories. And that day. That was one of those days that triggered me, where I realized, like, oh my God, what is going on? And then all of a sudden, all this has started coming up, started coming back. It started, literally, it was living a life back again, where then you realize that the people who should have been taking the most care for you were too busy to take care of you then you remember that you told them and they said, oh honey, you're exaggerating, that, that's not possible. And in that denial and in that neglect, a lot of abuse was done and a lot of hurt to the point that I do not know at what point I decided to block it all out and pretend that everything was fine, right? And then in that day in, in, in my, in my university already studying, it just, you know, it just, it came back. It just bubbled back up. It, and it was interesting because at that time, um, I was in a very nice, loving relationship for the first time. It was, I was so happy that I finally had like a nice, normal, um, uh, healthy relationship with, with a beautiful guy. And then it started you know, it's like that self-sabotage where it was like that tendency and it just started coming all up. And then you realize that you've been doing everything good so far and, you, and you've been really a good girl. Yeah. And then the next few years you realize that, no, you're not. Being a good girl was not enough. So as, as life went on, um, a few years uh, passed and... You try to deal with it the very best you can without really confronting the people that you should. Without really, yeah, without really perhaps speaking up. So at the same time, it's a form of denial and I started bottling up everything again, you know, from a, from a very mindful perspective now. Um, but really not taking action on what I knew now, what, that, what I knew at that point. So then... Then at some point I decided that, you know, that that's it. You know, I've been doing everything right and still was, I, it just felt like it was just not enough. I got married, I had kids and every, you know, I did everything fine. And then 
my husband left. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm doing everything right. Everything. You know, I was literally the good girl. And then I decided that's it. You know, that's it. I'm just, that's it. And, um, and that was the second time where I thought, okay, that something needs to change. Yeah. And that was, I think, the birthplace of leaving with boldness, which was that single decision that I made for myself. Is that what it is? You know, and thank you for sharing so open-heartedly. And um, I think it's good that we talk about these things. And I've had many guests that share what has happened to them when they were kids. And the same thing as you people around and say, no, it's not that serious. And, and, and then somehow you block it off and then it just comes back back to you somehow and um, it's so crazy what we all go through as human beings right and um, that moment when you decided it's enough you know I, I got it I gotta stand up for myself and, and stop doing the quote-unquote right thing to be a good girl and be me like what happens the day after that because there's still a lot of work to be done, right? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But I have to tell you, the next day, it was absolute freedom. It was like this rebel where this the knowing that you're not going to follow any other person's standards or expectations of who you should be, and you're willing to give everything up and everyone up. Yeah. It was absolute freedom. It was some sort of anger that had all of a sudden some purpose. Yeah. It felt refreshing, but at the same time, it just felt like that, that, that was the only thing. Like, there's nothing to lose because at that point... You're already you, naked. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely already naked, yeah. broken, yeah. And, and there's just like a tiny little... Let's say, I, I love that metaphor about the, the, the crack in the vase, you know? And, and that's just where the light goes in. And that's when it all changed. The game changed. The end, the, and the inner game started. Yeah, I love that. I love that you're sharing that because people that are listening to this, you know, sometimes, um, one thing that I think is unfortunate in life is that sometimes we, we wait till, till this situation, right? Because that is when we really can try because now we're already naked. But how, I'm just trying how can we do this more in our life like even when we we realize i'm not the person i want to be but we still it's kind of okay so i'll just keep going on like what do you want to say to those people they're they're, they're half-assing their life right it's okay but i'm not who i am i'm doing the right things you know yeah. but i'm not happy yeah just just recently i heard somebody say you know i'm in a rela relationship and when people ask me he yeah. said that he would reply well, it's convenient. Yeah. And, oh, wow. and, and he's like, can you imagine? Can, can you, can you, I cannot imagine, I, can, I cannot even hear myself say that. I'm conveniently it's con in love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's conveniently in love. And, and, you know, and that just tells you the stuff that we're settling for, right? Yeah. Um, I think in a way we are, we are taught to quiet our hunger and to, you know, do not disturb and we are put in a, a chip with, a, with an replay um, script that says, 
you know, be careful, you don't know enough. Um, yeah, we, we are taught not to trust ourselves, not to hear our feelings. We are, we are, I think in that sense, the beauty of children is they know what they want. You know, they know, there's absolutely no, no doubt that they know that they listen to themselves and that they ask for what they want. And I think through life and especially trying to fit in, all that gets diluted is like we lose our authority to demand from life just what is granting us for free. And we go into this freaking performance mode of do, 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 where we just forget that there's a being that has nothing to prove. It's, it's so true and, and it's interesting because how did you, I'm curious, how did you go about to change your life from that moment? Was it any specific people, books? Like how did you work, how did you do the inner and outer game at that point? It was, it was very, <laughs> you know, I, I'm still playing the game. Yeah. I'm still playing the game. What shifted was my mindset and my I would say my mindset and my, my view got like amplified where I started demanding and asking for what I needed, for what I wanted. I started being so selfish to want to satisfy my hunger for life. I said, you know, if, if it's not coming because I'm a good girl and I think that I've earned it, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it and I'm going to take it from wherever I, want, I can. And through life, I realized that it was just there for the taking all along. And the right people were there. The right people were there to teach me how to love, to teach me to love, to teach me all the things that, you know, in, in, uh, in my, what I would consider my denial of existence of this facade of a perfect being, right? You look good, you, 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 everything was, yeah. you know, it was so, so, so pretty that it's just so surreal yeah. that it's not authentic. And then all this, all the people were there, all the opportunities were there. And I, and I managed to create a life that today I am so proud of. Yeah. And I think what had to happen was for me to say, there's nothing I have to prove. I am already so worth it. I just need to really ask. Yeah. And that's it. It was, I think the biggest, the biggest and hardest lesson for me because at that stage, I was such a perfectionist. I was a performer. I was there to, you know, strive and to prove and to go get her, you know, so. And then I, I, I went to this corporate wheel where, you know, it, it, it praises and rewards bad behavior, like saying no. And it, it, no, it rewards, the corporate wheel rewards good behavior like saying no and rewards bad behavior like stress and extra hours and, and very bad self-care. And as, as that perfectionist, I, the biggest lesson was, and the hardest thing for me was to really be able to separate 
myself and my identity from my accomplishments. So it was like, at some point, somebody asked me, hey, um, who would you be without all your accomplishments? <laughs> and then I, and I freaked out again. <laughs> and another time, right? Where I thought, oh my God, so who am I at that stage without my accomplishments, without my certifications, without, you know, me working in all these, you know, amazing companies and who am I? So yeah, the journey for me is not over. It's definitely not over. And, and what allows me to still be awake is, and, and to be, uh, you know, hungry is that possibility that today I have that before I didn't, which was that flexibility and that creativity and that kindness to give myself so many chances. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so interesting. I was just talking about this the other day that we put our self-worth and our performance together. You're already worthy as a human being. Yes. The performance is a different thing. And, and, and also, like, not performing makes people feel bad about themselves, but the only thing it means is that there's a gap from where you are now and where you want to be, right? Yeah. And uh, I think this is so, so interesting. That's because I study success. And why, what I've noticed, and I, I want to hear your take on this, is that most of the guests I have on my show that have this amazing accomplishments, it all started from, a, from almost like a need to be loved, you know, yes. and if we see high performers, unfortunately, not all, but many of them, they do it because they just want to be fucking loved. Yes. If I only become a world champion, mm -hmm. people will love me. Yeah. And then you become this champion or you have this business and you realize, shit, I still got to sleep with myself. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then you realize sometimes it's not even enough because yeah. you, you, you realize that the journey there, in order to get there, you have neglected yourself so much. You have perhaps even neglected the people around you. You have given up so much that by the time that you finally get to that goal, you're like, eh? Yeah. Was, that, was that it? Yeah. What at the end, it's just exactly that. What we're pursuing are how we think yeah. the goal is going to make us feel. We're hungry for belonging. We're hungry for connection. We're hungry for being brave, uh, a little bit more courageous and less, of, you know, and less afraid. We are hungry for, for being someone for ourselves, right? To be proud, to feel stuff, yeah. you know? So hungry for life. But of course, when we are in this performance mode, it's a, it's a very safe place to be, if you think about it. It's 100% of a comfort zone. You can't control that. You can control also the interaction as such. That up to some point, um, there's so much that you can um, forecast and, and, and anticipate. It's a safe place to be because it's easy also to, to hold ourselves accountable when, when there's a number on a spreadsheet, yeah. you know? But it's so hard and so dirty to hold ourselves accountable for, for inner work, inner peace, inner health, resilience. Yeah. That is where the real courage needs to show up and very few people are ready to do that dirty work. It's hard because now you gotta face your demons just like you did that day, right? Yeah. And it, it, it is hard, but I, I have something that I always strive for and, and I, I look at 
there's the person we are in the world when we interact and the person we are when we are by ourselves. And I think if those align and you become the person you are with yourself in the world, despite how hard that is, I think that's one of the biggest keys to happiness. Not in every yes. moment because it's yes. life, but to overall happiness. What do you think about that? I think that's all of our... I think that's exactly what our journey is there. You know, what I have learned is life is giving you all these things for, for you to take, for you to taste, for you to experiment, to play with. I think we're just here to play. It's a massive, huge playground for us to decide, do you want to go here? Do you want to go here? Do you want to go here? And we're not supposed to, to have it all figured out, but to figure it out as we go. And that that blend of, of our different personalities, that um, multifaceted spirit has to, to, to be able to grow simultaneously and we have to be able to show up whole, but we're not allowed to, right? We, we guess we are expected to, to, to be so clear about life and ourselves and very strong, right? I, you know, in, in, in our line of work, and you might agree with me, people love the stories of success, but they don't want to hear how we got there. And they, they definitely don't want to hear the stories of those of us that are still in the very messy journey. You know, they, they just want to know, oh, how you got there? Tell me the three steps so that I can maybe replicate it. They want to be famous without doing the work, right? Then it's, it's just this instant gratification where at the same time for those that have decided to take the dirty journey and the very hard work to do so, um, it's so misunderstood. It's, it's a way of life that is so misunderstood. So when you want to mix those, those two, people are like, oh, what's, what's, you're making me uncomfortable, you know? No, I agree. And, and I mean, being aligned with yourself as a human being and kind of master all the different areas, which is relationships, your inner work, your psychology, yes. how you show up in the world when shit hit the fucking fan. <laughs> like dieting, working out, like to balance all that shit is not easy. No. Uh, but it's something to strive for because life is beautiful and it can be beautiful and it could be amazing experience to just connect with people. I went to a, a Garen Jones just released a book uh, called Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life, a good friend of mine who was on the show and he had this book release and at the end of the book release we did something incredible uh, first of all we there was some cool music and we all closed our eyes and we we like kind of yelled out our uh, uh, affirmation like and i had i am powerful i am powerful yeah. like for a minute <laughs> or two and then he turned on this amazing music i don't rem remember the song but it was some kind of slow song who just opened up emotions and we were supposed to walk around in the room and look people in their eyes no no touch no hug no nothing not just look in their eyes for like 15 20 20 uh, seconds till he said switch and then go to the next one and this was one of the most magical moments I've had in the last years. I have the same thing when I do the podcast. Like right now, it's only me and you in this room. Yeah. We're truly connecting. There's no phones. There's 
nothing to distract. But this was even more powerful. And so I looked at these young, strong men and women in their eyes. And we also, the thing was to also imagine your, your, mo your happiest memory as a kid as well. So I looked these people in the eyes, you know, these tough guys, and I can see their, how they were as kids, basically. And it sounds very woo-woo, but it was one of the most magical things that I've done because just connecting human to human without thinking about anything else, that's magic, right? That is magic indeed. So living with boldness, what is that? Living with boldness is, is an invitation. It's a song. It's a, a cry. It's a scream of victory. Living with boldness is a journey. It's a place where, it's a place that came some years ago um, in my journey from a very broken person, a very striving person, right? Came this notion of, I can't do this together, you know, alone. I need to do this together with somebody else. Oftentimes people were like, wow, but you know, you're now in Europe and you're so successful and, uh, and you're Latina. So, I mean, wow. And how, what did you have to do? You know, the whole, the whole thing. Oh, uh, you know, um, wonder woman and, uh, a self, a self-made woman. Yeah. And Everybody tells you that, but in uh, yourself, you're like, shit, what are you, what? Who, who's that person? Yeah. I felt uh, the same way. I love that. <laughs> Like, what? Talking to me? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then I realized, self no self-made woman? I'm like, absolutely not. That, that, that is furthest from the truth. Yeah. So living with boldness was born as an invitation to other people who are hungry for life and who would be interested in not needing to do life alone. Um, living with boldness is a place where we are offering a lot of this dirty work, of the dirty, what I like to call dirty courage. Um, whether it is that you want to attend or you have um, the need to, to have like a coach, like a boldness coach, or maybe you just want to listen to a podcast or uh, hear about a, good, about a good book or just find a place where you can, like you're doing right now for me, somebody that will hold space for you so that you can catch your breath. You know, I, I, I believe when, when, when Living with Baldness was founded, I am 100% sure that everybody has the power to transform drastically and dramatically their lives. You, you don't, in that sense, you don't need anybody's courage. You need your own courage. And then when you decide to say yes to that, life is going to do its job to show you the right people and to show you the right path. And, and you don't have to have it all figured out. 
So living with boldness is a lifestyle. Living with boldness is a community. Living with boldness is a, is a place where we collect stories. And it really just started like that, you know? Some years ago, um, I was not able to tell you what I told you today. I, I, could, I, I was not even, I did not even know how to phrase it. And I decided that, you know what? I'm gonna, I travel a lot around the world and I thought, you know what? I'm gonna go around the world and I'm gonna start collecting stories of other people who I'm sure they have this, this shit under control, you know, that have amazing stories of courage and boldness and fear and resilience and rising up. They're going to teach me how to tell my story. And I still think like my story can, you know, <laughs> I can find a much better way to tell it. But every single time that I manage to collect another story from a human being around the world, it gives me the courage to go further, deeper, and to, to speak up louder and put voice to, to those men and women who have not been able to put the vocabulary together to express their need for, for more the need for, for safety, for authority in their lives. And I am convinced that in that sense, living with boldness puts somehow uh, echo for, for all of us, you know, in that journey, because at the end, it's never done. Yeah. It's never done. So it's a place for development, for transformation. It's a catalyst. It's a catalyst, yeah. I love it. And what's your take on, like, I mean, we're in LA now. This is very, quote unquote, normal here. And I'm curious, how is it in Austria and Vienna? Because I know in Sweden, this is more and more people. If you live on that frequency, and when I say frequency, you're open to live your best life, then you start learning about this. And it's usually people that are successful either they have great relationships or a great business or in some way they're striving to learn more what's your take on vienna austria do you have any challenges over there or is it easy or um you know what i've always thought that it's not my job to sell living with bonus to anybody i am the perfect vessel. And normally people will come to me. So in the line of work that I do, most of my work has to do with leadership and mindful leadership. So I work with, with huge multinationals like Adidas and uh, BMW and Swarovski and, this, this, and, and, I, and I work in the line of, of training and development in order to invite and teach leaders how to be the most powerful and bring their most authentic selves to work at the same time that they lead and empower and inspire their people to do the same. And there is no way, Peter, that you can talk about these topics without needing to tap in the core of your most tender vulnerabilities. And the people that are ready I'm here, and they are the ones that come. Um, in this interaction, this is why I love that I am able to be here, you know, because there's so much resonance, there's so much energy. I'm already warm. <laughs> there's so much going on when we can hold space for each other. And the right people, they're ready, you know, and they, they are gonna speak up and they're gonna say, you know, um, I'm, 
and then you are able to support them, they are ready, whether that is to start that book. Because, you know, I mean, boldness, any act of courage is bold, whether it is that, that you choose to ask somebody, hey, um, can I have a minute with you? Or maybe you just buy that book, or maybe you just ask for a recommendation of a great podcast like yours. You know, any, anywhere you start, anywhere you start, is, is, is a good place. So of course, in my line of work, mostly is corporate, right? Um, we need to keep appearances, right? You need to come across very strong, like you have your shit together, like uh, you're completely emotionless. And I would say that is in, 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 in Austria, but that also is in many of the other countries that I, that I work. And I think it has to do with a mindset and a trend, perhaps much more than um, that perhaps geographically, because I could also imagine if we go, you know, especially here in the US, if we go politically, there's also a trend of yeah. not needing to show any, yeah. any weakness. Um, but I love to think that the right people are gonna come forth. Uh, there's still, of course, a stigma that, hey, if you need a coach, there must be something tremendously wrong with you, right? Uh, if you need to have like a one-on-one, -on -one, a coach or, or, a, or a therapist. Um, but I think the more that we're able to talk about it, I mean, even I have my own coach. Right? That, that I love to have, I have a lot of colleagues and we discuss um, other, other clients and, and how to continue supporting and, and most of it, believe it or not, is in the line of leadership. And it starts, I think, from where we can accept that we are leaders in our own right and until the moment that we assume that responsibility, then we're not blaming the world for what happens to us, and then the game starts. Yeah. I love that. And, and speaking of vulnerability, I think as a male, I'm a fighter, martial artist, and kind of younger version of myself was that person, you know, mm -hmm. don't show any weakness, don't, don't show that at all. And I think it was an insecurity because the biggest of kind of weakness was when you fought and you lost and you got really you felt like you got ridiculed in front of everybody right that's a and dealing with that makes you more in tune with yourself because either you run away and never come back or you say hey this is me and my worst you know yeah and you see you learn a lot about yourself <laughs> and your worst so what do you want to say to do you think this is a a, a guy thing to be like hey, super don't want to show vulnerability. Oh, no, not at all. Oh, come on. I mean, we're, we're looking at, at women where women in this society are expected to look good, to be professionals, to be the great cooks, wonderful mothers, great lovers, you know, and, and we have to make it look easy. <laughs> I don't, you know, you're not, you're not supposed to, to make people know that you're sweating. And you are, you are expected to fake it till you make it. And this is what we're teaching our children. So no, I don't think it's a male thing only. Right? I think it's, it's just a, a, a wrong mindset of today's um, yeah, economy that in which we live in where you're just constantly tells you you're just not good enough. You know, buy this because you're not pretty enough. Buy this because you're not strong enough. Buy this because you're not thin enough. You know, it's like constant everywhere you see. And until you become aware of that 
and then decide what it is that you do want and you do deserve. You're always going to be in this spiral and you're going to be bullied by the environment all the time. So where do we start? Someone that's listening to say, hey, I want to I change my life. I want to be more in, tu- in tune with who I really am. Like, What's the first step? Yeah. Well, um, at Living With Boldness, we have a model. A model in, from where many of us might come in with this question. Like, for example, some people might come in because, you know, somebody in the office, um, you know, she doesn't like me, right? And then, then it's about all these things that you are noticing around you. So this is like what you're focusing on and then the perception that you have about life. So when people come, come in through there, you know? Some people go in because of the narrative. Yeah. Because there's a story that you're telling yourself. You know, oh, everybody leaves me. Oh, everything, nothing ever works for me. And then they go in with this, with this, with this narrative, right? With this story, this script that they have in order to replay. Other people go in because of what they're manifesting, right? Because maybe they're manifesting um, lover or, or financial or job or it's just pretty much what they're ex- you know, constantly experiencing. Other people go in and might start this journey because of how they're feeling, you know? Maybe they feel depressed or, or oftentimes we, we work with people that are very anxious, right? Um, we work with, with people that might be depressed or, 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 or simply sad, right? Or lonely. It, it, it's about the, the feelings. And ultimately, some people come in because of the actions or the decisions that they take. Right? They might come in um, because they, they need to, to, to make some, some sudden and drastic change in their life or because maybe they just keep taking the same decisions over and over expecting different results. So as, as we said, this self-mastery, this living with boldness is, is a dirty process. There's nothing beautiful about it. And, and it's power at its core and you can start this journey from, it doesn't matter. Because it will always lead you to the same place. All of these factors need to be aligned. They are the most important decisions, what you focus on. What you, how do you decide to perceive and to look at um, the decisions that you make, the story you tell yourself, what you choose to manifest. They're all decisions. Then once you realize that you have that authority, they will all balance out. And it doesn't matter where you start. So what you're, what you're saying is as long as you're a victim, you can't change? Oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah. No, if you have the tape that, that you are a victim, everything that you do will be consistent to the mentality and the behavior and will, you will manifest the only thing that a victim does. You know, it's very different the mindset of a warrior than the mindset of a victim. And you have to choose. It's a decision. And what, what's the mindset of a warrior? I could imagine that everybody's, everybody's cry in battle is different. And I can only tell you about my, my battle cry, you know, <laughs> and it's very loud. But I think... We are all warriors inside. I don't know one person who, who has had not, or who has never had a need to scream to the top of their lungs, 
And that battle cry is, is very different from warrior to warrior, right? The crosses that we bear. This is why the project of Living with Boldness, I invite everybody to, to share their stories because they are all powerful. They are, they're all stories in the making. They might not be victory cries, which we have because warriors have victories, many of them. But it's not until you choose the life of living with boldness that you start actually recognizing that those are the wins. And this is the difference between boldness and confidence. You know, confidence is no fear. And a warrior, a warrior lives with boldness. Where boldness means you keep on going even when you are afraid. And most of us, we are afraid all the time, but hey, without that, there's no transformation. There are no battle cries and there are not screams of victory. A warrior, it's all of us every day if you decide to show up. Yeah. And Gia, what are you most afraid of? Oh, so many things. So many things. I still, I, I believe I'm still a recovering perfectionist. Um, um, and as a perfectionist, and for, for all of your listeners um, that, that, that know that they are perfectionists, you know, I think this is one of those masks uh, that we wear um, that, that, that should be called upon as something negative, you know? <laughs> Often, oftentimes, especially in interviews, and what's, what's one of your, of, your, of your weaknesses? Oh, I'm a perfectionist. There's nothing, there's nothing good about being a perfectionist. A perfectionist is a person that is very afraid, is very afraid to fail. And that's why we need to control everything. And we need to pretend and to keep everything in the ecosystem from changing. The opposite of perfectionism is authenticity. And in that spectrum, I still battle, you know, some days I feel like I'm this warrior, you know, mama coming and I feel that I am so free. And another day I, I wake up and I feel like I have all these chuckles that is just so heavy and all this have to's and I am so hard and critical about myself. Um, one of the biggest fears I have is to forget what I have endured and created so far because the path of least resistance for me would be to go back to that place of performance. Um, it's, it's safer. And um, yeah, and I'm a recovering person in, in this respect. Yeah. yeah. And, and performance, what, what's your take on performance? Is that, is that important or? I think there is a, a, very, a very beautiful line where performance and authenticity and, and, and creativity and innovation and power grow, which is thriving. I like to see performance as a line where one side is a striving and the other side is thriving. And anything that has to do on this, in this end where it's about thriving, about energy, about health, about fun, everything that is that healthy part yeah, let's go for it. When it's about just, it's like hustling for the sake of needing to prove yourself and your worth. Nothing, nothing good can come out of that because no matter what you do, 
or the results or the KPIs you meet. It will, it will never make up. You still fall short. You know, yeah. I recognize this as, as a young athlete. I told this many times before, but I just want to tell you, like when I became a national champion when I was 18. And um, the first thought I had in the car driving home from that competition was, shit, I'm a fraud. How, yeah. how, how can I defend this next year? Which means that the, the whole next year, I just thought about, shit, I got to defend this. I got to defend this. I, I came from such a bad place. I did defend it because I trained so hard and I put so much pressure on myself. But instead of saying, yes, heck yeah, I was like, and I think a lot of people are living their life like that. I just, if I meet this, it's just, mm -hmm. we don't celeb celebrate or thrive. And, and I look at when I become a, became a world medalist 2012 in Sydney, in Shotokan Karate, I was okay with losing. The only thing was, that was important for me was to perform to the best of my abilities. Yes. And I had so much fun. And it wasn't even about meddling or anything like that. It was about my, my journey, performing to the best of my abilities. That's it. <laughs> Nailed it, yeah. But, and, but it took 20, 20 years. <laughs> and then in new areas of my life, I forget it again. Mm -hmm. So I, I constantly need to remind myself because I like performing. Yeah. But when I'm too attached to the outcome, it fucking ruins yeah. everything. Yeah, because it's not fun anymore. And you just said it, you know, it's like how, how it is that you choose to live it like kids, right? They are so clear about their feelings and how they want to feel. And they know that the game is over when it stops being fun. Yeah. If we were just a little bit like that. Yeah. yeah? And, and, and then in that sense, it's not about not performing. It's just about what success really looks like for us. Yeah. So in that case, I hear you say that. It, you were already successful because you were performing to the best of your abilities. You were having fun, right? Most of us, and in that in that sense, I mean, your listeners might want to try that exercise. Is you know how how do we evaluate quality of life? And quality of life, we can evaluate it by the most consistent emotions and thoughts that we have in a period of time. So if you were to right now, like make a list and say, okay, in the last, uh, let's say in the last month, I've been feeling this, 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 like, you know, not just start writing them down, non-filtering, not overthinking and just like, doo -doo 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 -doo. and then you start realizing, oh, darn, um, uh, most of my thoughts are, you're not good enough. Uh, I have to, uh, I won't make it. I'm so stupid. Um, dum, 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 dum. I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling a loser. I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling alone. I'm fe and then that is your quality of life. And that point, so that is what, if we're talking about manifestation, what we attract, yeah. things that are going to be consistent to that story. So having clear how we want to play. In your case, it's fun. And it's funny that you say that because each year I also choose like yeah. the, the, the feeling that is going to drive for me. Yeah. Um, last year for me was easiness. You know, I was, I was so clear that I wanted to continue being so away from performance that I was just doing things and I was just calling in the easiness, you know, and I was just, you know, no more hustling, just thriving. It has to be easy. It needs to be light. And did you have a good year? Oh, I had a, I had a wonderful year, but <laughs> this year is going to be even more fun. And this yeah. year it's all about fun. 
Yeah. It's all about creativity. It's all about fun. It's all about playing. Lots of playing. I love that. Yeah. And I love that you did it. How did you do the list again? I want, can you just do, yeah, can you do that? Toby is our producer. Just, just take this. I want to hear that every day when I do a list. Hey, and that's also why it's so important. The people that you hang out with, yeah. right? Because I mean, that they should also go on your list. Yeah. How, how are these people getting you closer? or further away from how you want to feel. Yeah. Are these people empowering you, making, like, satisfying your hunger, saying, yeah, 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 you go for it. Yeah. Or they're just bringing you down into their very measurable metrics. It is. And I mean, if you're in a small town in, with a lot of negativity or whatever it might be somewhere, uh, fuck that. You have an internet connection. You can... You can listen to things like this, you can watch YouTube clips, you can order books, there's, there's so much inspiration and knowledge and motivation in this world, it's almost too much, right? Yeah. But just, I just want to give advice to people that are listening, to just be around those people that you vibe with, and that could be online people, it doesn't have to be your neighbor, right? It's true. And even if you're an athlete like I was, even if you don't have the best coach, find someone. Yeah, you know, there's always someone. Yeah. There's always someone. And there's so many communities like, like ours or, or there are hundreds, you know, and you will find your own tribe. Yeah. You will find the right people that are going to, to support your dreams and they're going to teach you also how to dream. I mean, oftentimes I work with, with some coaches that, that come to my practice and they're like, I, I have no idea how how to be bold like i do know that i'm just leaving constant fear but i have no idea where it is that i'm going i don't know what i'm good at and i don't know what i want what a beautiful place to start yeah it is. i mean that already knowing what you don't have it's already like you know half the work done now yeah. you know what you don't want let's just start there no i love that and, and how let's talk about fear like how do we deal with fear there's so many kinds of fear right um in my case, uh, in my journey, my fear was paralyzing. It came with a lot of a lot of anxiety, of course, and and being this, you know, this this performer, um, it was a huge uh, social anxiety to disappoint, to to come short, to being judged negatively, or especially about my performance. It freaked me out. It criticism just. Oh, the idea of somebody um, talking bad about my work, that, that, that was horrendous. And it was literally paralyzing. Like I could feel my chest being very tight at times. And often if I was, even in doing work that I really loved and that I knew that I was really good at, sometimes this moment of, like you say, uh, uh, like this imposter syndrome would hit me. And I'm like, who are you? But seriously, I mean, what, what are you doing there? Look at you, you're, you're, you're just a woman, you're Latina. You're, you're a woman, you're surrounded here by all these people that are far, far older than you. Who do you think you are? And in that sense, at least fear came in through that. And that is just one way that it, it, it taught me how to, to listen to my body also. As an athlete, I can imagine in, in, for you guys is so, it's so innate listening to your body. Um, but if you come from the corporate world, this is definitely not something in your job description. <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not taught to listen to your body. We're not taught to, to set ourselves up for success. 
um, to, to eat healthy. And uh, we're not taught about self-care. We're not taught about leadership from an emotionally intelligent place. So in, in my case, I had to learn techniques, techniques to ground myself. I had to learn about visualization. I had to learn about one of my of the ones that I thought I would never do is like the whole topic on meditation. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Just like, you know, closing my eyes and just thinking nothing, you know? So that's some of the topics that we teach in Living with Boldness because this is like so surreal. But for the performer, it's so surreal. But the beauty of it is to know that any, te any technique that you, that you can start will help you with any kind of fear because at the end, fear, fear is fear. And when you are able to translate fear from, or, or anxiety, from that place and say into excitement is such a you you would never imagine is such a small step but that that decision of being able to slow down to notice it yeah. so that you can really grow into that transformation anxiety and fear to excitement just changes your game completely it's crazy like i remember when was I think it was two thousand eight in January. I was sitting in in a corner in a hotel room in Paris, crying. Uh, we just we competed at Paris Open that day, which is one of the biggest tournaments in the world. I got my ass kicked the same year as we were going to the World Championships. So basically, I ruined my chances of being selected, and. Uh, Mm -hmm. That night, our coaches had meetings with us to discuss our performance. And how do you discuss when there's no performance? <laughs> but I guess it was my time, so I'm walking, trying to hide my tears because I'm this strong guy, right? Of course. Yeah, and you're I'm not fighter. allowed to come up like that. Hmm? No, I'm not allowed. Uh, and I didn't want to show that I'm weak because I already, you know, I was already completely naked. So... Here we are talking with them. And one thing that happened to me in that moment, and I'm, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are. And my coach at that time said, hey, we believe in you. Uh, this today, let's leave it as it is. It was a bad performance, but we believe in you. Uh, but find a way to get back to being happy with what you do. Uh, so I've took this. I was basically fighting with a backpack of rocks. So at this time, instead, I started, how do I do what I did when I started karate? It was all about fun. Went back to that drawing board and mm. just had so much fun and let go of the performance. Yes. And it made me come back much stronger and I ended up being selected later that year. But I think it's also important to have people around you that believes in you yes. too, right? Yeah. And that reminds you that you're not your, your performance. You're not your accomplishments. You yeah. are not your doing. Imagine if... If that would be the case, and unfortunately, a lot of people live like that. I live like that. That's how I felt like mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. And in that sense, I think it's important that we, we separate ourselves from our story. You yeah. know, of course, it's not going to change it. And many of those stories need to be honored. Yeah. Like in my case, I was denying my story to the point that I even forgot about it. And it just yeah. came haunting me. And in the moment where I realized, 
I'm not, I'm not my story. Yeah. I'm not my mistakes. My mistakes do not define me. My broken relationship does not define who I will become. It's not going to define this situation, or in your case, losing, losing this fight is not going to define how great of a father I am, how great of a friend I am, how I'm going to change the world, how I'm going to continue showing up. And that, that changes the whole game. Like It opens a, a whole new door to a completely different playground where there's a lot of people wanting to play with you for the sake of playing. Yeah. And they're going to welcome you, they're going to high-five you and say, dude, you made, it, you made it this far. You are full of scratches and yeah. scars and bruises. You're in the right place. Welcome. Yeah. That is the right people. And then fear is just excitement because you know that there's no transformation without the fall. Yeah. I love that, Gia. What is success? Because I'm trying to redefine success. And what, what is success, really? I think that's the beauty of it, isn't it? That can be everything. In my case, for example, a long time ago, I decided I never wanted to, to think back to beautiful or my happiest moments. And I decided that I was, at the same time was, don't get me wrong, at the same time was the fear of me, you know, getting lost in my, in my pattern of, of dreams and, and stuff. So I just did not want to go back to my past. It was, it was one of the scariest things to tell my story uh, or to even revisit it. And somehow, now that I'm able to do that, it's not important anymore. And I decided, you know what? My happiest moment should not be back there should not be back there. And I make a conscious effort, very hard though, but I try to make a conscious effort to find success every day. Some days, as I mentioned, some days is me being super victorious of just being, you know, and not feeling like, okay, it's weekend, I can stay in bed, just realize I'm me feeling like, okay, I have to go, I have to do something, right? Yeah. So when I am able to stay in bed, and just enjoy the beauty of it. That's success. When I am able to play with my kids and I'm fully focused, that is success. And sometimes might be um, me eating properly, that is success. Sometimes it's me slowing down. I think success is the same. You know, success is like, in my opinion, all those, all those little things that you do to be successful, it's like going to the gym. You can, you, can go, you can go once to the gym and hit the gym for eight hours. <laughs> you know, nothing good is gonna come out of that. But if you just go to the gym and show up, you know, like 40 minutes or 30 minutes, let's do 20, yeah. oftentimes, then you will see the transformation. And in my case, I feel that success is that place where I will hopefully never reach. That just teaches me and forces me to be here and yeah, and in a very uh, romantic way, pursue it from a place of being and not from a place of performing. So it's just success for me is who I am without my accomplishments. I love that. And uh, we, we talked about this before and I, 
You know, I love being in a situation where nobody knows who I am or what I do or anything like <laughs> that. Good. It's the best thing ever. And just being nice and have fun with people because you see, and even, I mean, even I think it was Muhammad Ali who said it. You know, I, I fear the man or I don't respect the man who, who treats me well uh, but acts uh, like a douchebag. I'm quoting it very wrong now, but it's not wrong. I don't think it's a douchebag, but douchebag to, to the waiter or the cleaning lady or and that I think that's interesting. How do you how do you act? Because I saw this as an athlete. When I started out I, I wasn't any good and nobody cared about me. But as soon as you started winning, the same people come back came back and was very nice to me. Yeah. But what they didn't know is that I remember you. I remember how you treated me like shit when I, when you, when I, you, I didn't have anything to offer your life. Uh, and I think that's a very interesting thing and something that I aim to, I aim to treat people with respect yeah. uh, no matter where you are in life uh, because we all, you're already worthy. Yes. To me, you're already worthy. I yes. don't care what you do. I just want you to be happy and live to the best of your abilities. Yes. And if you're not happy with that, I hope that you find the courage somehow to be be better. Not for me or for anybody else, but for yourself, right? So why are you so good at singing? Why am I so good at singing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, is that a... Do you sing in the shower? Yes, oftentimes. Yeah. <laughs> What's the shower song? I want to hear that song. Was it, um, uh, it's always something with Disney. With Disney? Uh, yeah, because I'm always taking showers with my with my girls. I have two yeah. girls. So it's always... It's, it's their choice, you know? It's <laughs> like... I, I'm not the boss there. So it's do always Do you know something. the Moana song? Of, of course. You do? You want to <laughs> sing it? No! <laughs> Come on. I don't know the lyrics. I love that song. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics. Do you know that Frozen song? Oh, yes, of course. Okay. No, I'm not going to sing it anymore. <laughs> no more singing? No, no more singing. But, you know, singing is one of those things that made me tremendously uncomfortable. And and um, and I think that is that is good for me. Yeah. That That is a good place. Being uncomfortable uh, outside of my comfort zone makes makes life playful for me. So yeah. I get awkward and, and make, makes me laugh and sometimes I snort and then I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> there's nothing worse than that. Then now I'm, I'm free now. Like yeah. not, nothing, um, but you have nothing a beautiful was going to happen. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And uh, it's interesting singing. I always, I, like if I could have a superpower, I want to be able to sing really, really well. I think it's so cool, you know. I, I used to have a guitar in my room when I was when I was single because I thought it was like a good thing <laughs> to have, and it was. But I, I never learned to actually play the guitar. <laughs> oh my god! I I um I I don't play any instruments either. Um, but there's so it's it's, it's such a. A beautiful relationship, isn't it? Uh, I, think I don't know. Any... <laughs> For me, well, it was good, <laughs> but I didn't know shit. <laughs> well, but, but you have your, you know, you have your your sport that I can't imagine. You know, it's 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 a relationship, right? It's it's that yeah. connection and that that alignment. Yeah, where... it's feeling alive, yeah. you know, and that that's like when we were talking about playing, living life. It's like sometimes I even forget that. Like, hey. This is fun. This yes. is playing. But sometimes you like you look at your schedule. I gotta set this. You forget about the most important thing, which is this yes. eye to eye 
connection. I told this before to you. I never do any podcast unless it's live, eye to eye, sharing deep, raw, honestly, because this is what I'm about. And the craziest thing for, for the listeners you live in Vienna. This wasn't meant to happen, no. but the universe aligned yeah. and you're here right now, which is so cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're co-creating at its best. Yeah. Whatever it is that we are that we are doing right now, I am sure that it will touch and hopefully make somebody uncomfortable enough to want to reach out. Yeah. And play with us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love that. <laughs> So, Gia, one last question I ask all my guests, mm -hmm. and we're all about sharing stories, and I, I've had a lovely time, lovely conversation, but I also want people that are listening to this to take action and do at least one thing to take them a little bit closer to their dream or goal mm -hmm. right now. So what would be the first thing to do? The first thing that I would love to invite your listeners is... Guys, ask yourself the question, who are you without all your accomplishments? And the next question, how do you have the most amount of fun? And from that place, what would you need to do immediately after that you can say, this is a good way to pursue success. And that, that, sing, that just slowing down, that just slowing down, it might take you two minutes. But that investment of two minutes in your life, listening and paying attention to the most important person, taking that authority to say, I'm the most important person here. And who am I without all this doing? Just the being. How can I have the most amount of fun? What is it? What comes easy? I would love to remind your listeners that everything that comes easy for us are already our strengths. They're easy. That's why they're strengths. There's nothing that we have to do. And normally those things that come easy for us are fun. I would love to invite them to, to choose who they want to play with and be much more selective of those playgrounds they decide to, to join, for sure. Wow. Gia, Helena. Un placer. Gracias. <laughs> Nada. thank you so much. I've had an amazing time. People want to learn more about you, work with you. How do they find you? Sure. Well, um, yeah, and uh, also if they, we are there. You know, there's a huge community of uh, what we like to call boldness coaches, which are coaches and many of them normal people that have done the dirty work and we are there to encourage anybody who is interested in also becoming a little bit braver and more hungry and to take authority on their lives so um, you guys can visit us on www.livingwithboldness.com or uh, my website is uh, Gia Helena this is G I-A-H-E-L-E-N-A.com. And oftentimes we are somewhere around the world, you know, giving a little bit of courage, doing crazy things, teaching us many of those multifaceted areas that we are, you know. And if you're interested in sharing your story of boldness 
I would love to hear from you guys. Thank awesome. you. Thank, thank you, Gia. You so much. And thank you, everybody, for holding space. If you're still listening to us, we're more than an hour in. Uh, it just means that we appreciate you and hopefully you appreciate us and <laughs> taking a nice walk, you're in the gym, at work, or wherever you might be, we're just happy to meet you there. What I want to ask you is, I have a big fat mission. I want to help at least 10 million people and I can't do that myself. So please share this with somebody that could benefit from the beautiful conversation I had with Gia. Also, give us a review on iTunes. That's going to help more people to find us. If you want more conversations, we almost have 170 conversations with people from all walks of life that share open-heartedly for you to take. It doesn't cost you a thing. The only thing you need to have is an internet connection. And even if you don't have that, you can go to an internet cafe or you can just stand outside a Starbucks or another coffee shop that, <laughs> and use their free Wi-Fi that works too, or just ask someone to put it on on their phone. So No excuse <laughs> why not to invest in personal development. Yeah, right? And I mean, I love success.co. Reach out to me again. I'm super grateful. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you're struggling with, what you're working on, how we can help and how we can connect and just be together striving for a happy life, a successful life, a life with laughter, with play, and all those things. Performance, if that's what you want, or driving. <laughs> I mean, whatever boldness. boldness, whatever it is that you want, do it. And do it with yeah. love. And do it with love. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you.